Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode, wait for it, it's episode 100. Yay! Wow. I mean, that is just so crazy. A hundred individual episodes that we've done since the beginning. Triple digits. It's, it's been it's been quite the ride. And you know that a, a, a lot of podcasts, uh, act, there's so many podcasts out there, but a lot of them only make three episodes before ending. Or, you know, fewer than 100 episodes, but a lot quit after yeah. three episodes. So we did it. Yep, we made 100, and uh, here's to many, many more. <laughs> yeah, and almost, let's see, almost 26 months of podcasting, which is crazy. But, Brian, how are you doing? How was your 4th of July? 4th uh, of July was great, you know. Uh, even though there wasn't any official fireworks from the city of Seattle, I did hear some, you know, like uh, homemade ones going off around me. Uh, I didn't see any of them. They probably were somewhere pointed other than my uh, my window. I mean, you look out <laughs> onto a, a main thing. street, so I'm assuming no one's going to be doing fireworks in the middle of a main street, but you never know. Exactly, exactly. You ne- you do never know. But it, maybe if I went to the roof, I would have seen some. I definitely would have seen some, but I didn't feel like doing that you know staying inside (laughs) and all that good stuff but yeah definitely heard some fireworks uh didn't have the most eventful fourth of july i basically got some hot dogs and uh bought some pickles figured i'd make it better than the average just you know hot dogs with uh ketchup got Mm -hmm. some pickles got some mustard and made some i boiled them i didn't i didn't grill them unfortunately don't have a grill but uh yeah there's one on the roof there's a roof on your roof there's a grill yeah, there is. I just you just really didn't want to leave your apartment. I just did not want to leave my <laughs> apartment. But yes, that is how I celebrated Fourth of July. I'm glad that we are, uh, you know, independent of Great Britain and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So that was my Fourth of July. Uh, but the main thing is this week I've put together a plan of things to do for the remaining, uh, or at least not remaining, but at least upcoming weeks. Who knows how long this is going to jag on. One is uh, basically Mary inspired me to uh, start like a HelloFresh thing because I've always wanted to like do some cooking practice during the quarantine. I know everyone else has as well. I'm a little behind the ball on that one. But uh, HelloFresh seems like a good way to, you know, practice cooking while, uh, you know, having the instructions readily available. <laughs> and the, all the, the, the good amount of ingredients, like the exact amount of ingredients too, which is nice. Yes. That so did you get your and... first box? No, I haven't gotten the first box, but I did find the coupon that you suggested. It was like $80 off the first, uh, I think it was like the you first get, purchase or something like that. I think the first like four or five boxes you get some money off on each one. Yeah, yeah. So that seems like a pretty good start. So uh, I'm looking to that, and I just have to pick which meals I want now. Um, also, I, I tried a great smoothie, so now I am inspired to get a magic bullet and make my own smoothies. And Mary, you told me that I could put like spinach in there, and you don't even taste it. So I'm gonna yep. eat some healthy smoothies. That's what uh, I do. You can't even honestly, taste it. Yeah, honestly, I figured you know if you put spinach in, you'll definitely taste it, but. Uh, I did try it once with spinach and uh, did not taste it at all. So that's a good way to uh, sneak some uh, healthy stuff into my crying out stomach and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) systems that need healthy food. And then third, I have been meaning to find a good book and I finally found one. 
I know there's a TV show called The Man in High Castle, so I'm going to read the book. There's a book based on it, or the book was came first. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's so far what I've read is it's basically like a post-World War II uh, dystopian future if basically the Allies, Allies had lost and basically the United States is like split up among the Axis powers. And it's like a... It's like how the citizens are living in this dystopian future. Um, it's not like the Hunger Games. They're not just throwing people around in, uh, you know, coliseums. But <laughs> uh, but oh. it's, it should be that, that side type of uh, dystopia type thing. Speaking so of the Hunger Games, though, I just remembered that that uh, book of the Ballad of Songbirds and whatever. Snakes. Yeah, Snake. whatever. That came out. So you should try to read that, too. Oh, Yeah. I have it on hold at the I've library. I've reviews on that one, but I will, uh, you know, I might as well read it. It's probably, the Hunger Games books are pretty small, so I could probably get through that. Yeah, I have it on hold at the library, so I should be getting it, like the, the ebook. So gotcha. I should be getting it pretty soon, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how about you, Mary? Uh, anything interesting happened with you this week? Um, let's see, this weekend. How was your 4th of July? I went on a walk with my cousin Sarah, and then, um, it's hard to wear a mask when you're like exercising, but we went on this road that's close to cars and mm-hmm. we were able to, there's not that many people out, but put our masks on as much as possible, but it's just hard to breathe. <laughs> and then, um, one of my friends is that to, actually told me she's moving back to Washington. So that's exciting. I'd say her name, but I don't know if she's like told everyone she wants to tell, but I'm very excited about that. Um, and then on 4th of July, I went to my parents' house and had a fire pit with my friends Marina and Brayden, and it was okay. very fun. Um, we all social distanced around the fire, just three of us around the fire pit, and we made hot dogs on the fire and s'mores. And um, oh, that sounds so good. It was very fun. <laughs> and uh, Brayden brought uh, categories, and we played that game, and we played um, fishbowl. So both of those were very fun, and there were, didn't really hear that many fireworks. Honestly, I'd, I've heard fireworks in my neighborhood for the last like two weeks straight, pretty much every day, but not at my parents' house on Fourth of July, really that much. I was surprised since there was not like an actual show, so I just figured that more right. people would just do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've just been, you know, working and then practicing my hand lettering and watercolor like I've been doing for like the last month or so. Um, also wanted to say the hydrocephalus walk is in about a month. So that's very exciting. It's virtual. And so you can do it from literally wherever you are and you get to sleep in because normally we go to, um, set up and I get there like, I think six or six thirty. but this year you get to sleep in. <laughs> That's true, and it will not be uh, influenced by weather. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. if it's raining that morning, just go for a walk in the afternoon, whatever works for you. Um, And then lastly, I just wanted, I recently watched on Disney Plus the making of Frozen 2, Into the Unknown, the making of Frozen 2, and it was really good. It just like went from how they worked on that movie for like three or four years, and it showed all the behind the scenes and how they worked up to like a month before the movie released to finish it wow talk about like it ex- like a deadline like <laughs> yeah i know like wow it was really good there's i think six episodes and uh, if you have disney plus i would highly recommend that 
it was very good. I watched all of them within two days. Um, but yeah. How long are each episode? Like a 30 uh, minute or an hour-ish? I think like 30 or 40 minutes. Okay, that's pretty decent. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about multiple things. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Gonzaga's uh, non-conference schedule that got finalized. I'm going to be talking about this uh, virtual event place that I found and just some events that are coming up. Um, more drive-in yeah. movies and more more drive-in movie theaters that have been popping up. Uh, Mariners are going to start playing a short schedule in a few weeks. And then lastly, some quarantine habits that people have started that they want to continue someday when the quarantine ends. But yeah, right. first, Brian, do you want to go over Gonzaga? Yeah, so so we have our complete non-conference conference schedule out, and I'm just going to go over potentially uh, good opponents that we could be facing during the non-conference part of our schedule. Because, you know, our conference, you know, it's looked down upon by everyone else, so it's our non-conference games that really, uh, you know, is our chance to meet tough competition and, you know, stand out. I mean, we, right, already so- went, we already went game by game through all of these in a previous episode, so... Um, but they have added a few more since then. So you can just hit the highlights. Yeah. So I'm just going to go over the top five, uh, teams that we could potentially lose to, or like our top five greatest opponents, mm-hmm. uh, in the non-conference. And then just some that we might run into in the Portland Orlando invitational. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, so the top five opponents we could go to, go into or face in the Portland invitational would be the Auburn Tigers. They're 25 and six in lat last season and they're from the sec so that's like a you know in the south um that's a they're a pretty good school overall they're always like average about 20 25 uh wins a season so they'll be a tough threat there's the st louis billikens i honestly have never heard of them before but you know this is a you know it's like one of those invitationals where everyone's invited well not everyone but you know like random teams from all over the place they're one of our top five you said uh, these are the top five teams that have been invited to the Portland Invitational opponents, or uh, Portland Orlando Invitational. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they, these are the top five that we could potentially run into, like there, and we might have to go through them in in our run to win that tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then there's the Belmont Bruins. They're 26 and seven last season, and basically. They are in Ohio Valley. That's not really a good conference, but, you know, it is what it is. You never know when a non-conference, like a random conference, can upset you. I think we'll be fine against this team, but they're there. Now, these two teams right here are the the tough ones that you might want to watch out for. There's the Xavier Musketeers, and they're the Big East. Um, they went 19-13, and 13, but the Big East is a very tough tournament, and or tough uh, conference, I should say. And, you know, your record... Lo- uh, doesn't really show like how good you are, um, and then of course there's the Michigan State Spartans who went 22 and nine uh, last season, and they are a top 25 team. So those are the teams we could potentially go into in the Portland Orlando Invitational, and now I'm just going to go real quick into the top, uh, I'll say top six teams that we could run into this season that we will be running into this season, and uh, I'll get your thoughts on this, Mary. Mm-hmm. So the sixth overall team uh, I think we might run into is the Washington Huskies. You know, every, every, almost every year we play them. Yeah, we've been uh, playing them for the last, um, since 2016. Before that, yeah. we hadn't played them for, I think, 11 years. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and usually we have a good record against them, but, you know, it's just something to look out for. It's December 12th, and it's a home game for us, so we should be okay there. Um, then there's the USC Trojans. They're in the Pac-12. They're, uh, you know, also from a pretty good conference, and this is going to be November 17th, so this is uh, closer to us right now, and that's going to be at a neutral stadium, so not not home or not away, so that should be an actually a good gauge of, you know, how we're doing. Then there's the Arizona I mean, Wildcats. Honestly, uh, this year, who knows what a neutral, like almost any court's going to be neutral if there's not going to be fans. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That yeah, that that is actually true. And then, but getting back to the Arizona Wildcats, oh man, I remember you remember one of those yeah. games, Mary. Oh, I, I forget like what exa- how exactly we lost, but I just remember <laughs> we missed three free throws in a row. I mean, uh, let's just be honest. We were just always upset when we lost because it didn't happen that often, and so it's just really stings when we do. So I, yeah, I pretty much memorized like all the teams we lost. Yeah, to. It's, it's rare. I remember but... freshman year we lost to Butler, and that was just like devastating for like a week. You know. <laughs> oh, we lost at a buzzer beater too, didn't we? Yeah. Wasn't that a buzzer beater? Oh, that was even worse. I'm oh, just saying I mean, we memorized all, I remember, all I remember the losses. The guys, I remember the guy's name that beat us. How sad yeah. is that? <laughs> it's it's PTSD. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Okay. So, yeah, Arizona Wildcats, this is going to be a home game for us. But once again, like you said, who knows how many fans are actually going to be there. Uh, but it's December 5th. Uh, you guys should uh, – It's we got, we got some time, but it will be uh, in the schedule. Then there's the Texas Longhorns. Yay, we got to play at Texas. Uh, maybe my mom could go watch it. <laughs> well, uh, she probably won't. And this, nobody's probably going to be in the stadium. Yeah, so I was going to say. Uh, yeah, but it's November 13th, so it's you know early er in the season, um, and it's an away game, right? So it's going to be in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then there's once again the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and you know these unfortunately are not close to each other. So the Longhorns are November 13th. Texas Tech is December 19th, so they're not they're going to have to be traveling all over the place. And well, good thing Gonzaga has their own plane. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And if I remember properly, the Texas Tech uh, Red Ravers, Red Ravers, Raiders, not Ravers. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such a bad team. <laughs> um, but they, I believe they went to the Final Four last uh, last tournament. It's it's so hard thinking back because it's not just last year. It's two years ago because we missed, you know, the March Madness last year. Yeah. But yes. you mean, you mean so this they, year? Yes, this year. Yeah. So they, they kept most of their... Uh, uh, team so they'll still be a strong tough threat for us to face and of course number one would be the tennessee volunteers uh they're projected to be a top 10 team and they're seven they were 17 and 14 last year but they did pick up a bunch of uh uh, high-ranking freshmen so that's something in the hardest team that i think we'll have to face and that's december 8th and that's at a neutral stadium so yeah once again those are the teams to look out for and uh I hope we can get through this with, you know, winning at least 99% of the games. Uh, I'll be I'll be content if we lose one, just not like in the tournament. We have to win. Oh yeah, I think it's always good that to lose like one or two cuz yeah, and then Mark Few can, you know. Well, no. Us. No, it just it takes less pressure. Like we're not like oh Damn, we have to be perfect in every game that one year. Uh yeah, 2017, we won every single game. And then we lost our last um, game of the yes season to BYU, and so that was just like 
Yeah, it was just a, a lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah, if you exactly, lost. and especially being the number one team and being undefeated and like all of that pressure was like a lot. And so I think it's always good to lose at least one, even though I mean, as a fan, I don't like that, but as for the team, I think it's good. <laughs> Can't win yes, every single game. It's good game. for your mental resolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. And then next, I wanted to go over, um, I found this website called Sound Excursions. It's based in Seattle, and they normally do um, events in the area, but, you know, those can't happen right now. So they're actually doing lots of virtual events, and um, I signed up for one recently, but I just wanted to go over a few that sounded fun. Um, The one that I signed up for was a painting class. They, you know, mail you all the supplies that you need, and then you get to watch, uh, you know, webinar about any of the topics. So I did a, a painting one. It's going to be on July 18th and it's uh, like an hour and a half long and you paint like mountains and trees and stuff. And it's like one of those uh, paint and sip things that they, I've done those before in person, but that like just sounds like a Bob fun. Ross thing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's just like, you're supposed to go have, do it with your friends or whatever, but this is yeah. a paint and sip at home. And so um, I'm excited about fun. that. And so that, but you will also have access to the links if you can't make it to the actual event. But then the most of them that they have coming up are food. So um, later this week on July 11th, there's a uh, Eggs Benedict class. And then there's a paella party class on July 11th also. Then there's a cocktail class on July 12th. Like I said, uh, the painting class on July 18th. I'm excited about it. I'll be sure to tell everyone about it too. Um, and then on also July 18th, there's a buttermilk fried chicken uh, class, which that looks good. There's a crawfish boil and fireside chat with the chef on July 19th. And then there's a biscuits and gravy um, class. And again, they mail you all the ingredients. And maybe you need to buy like a few things, but they mail you all the ingredients um for most of these classes then on it's fun it's like it's like a follow along yeah and then july 25th there is a shrimp and grits class and then lastly on uh august 15th there's a terrarium and tequila class so all these sound really fun i'm really looking forward to the painting one um they're just going to send me like the canvas the paints the easel paint brushes all that um, and it's forty dollars, so I mean that's like you know pretty good for all the m- materials and you know the class and just something fun to do on a Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's kind of I just this is not obviously the only company. As you know, I've been doing lots of different crafts from a bunch mm-hmm. of different places all through quarantine. So this was just another fun one to uh, add to the list, and I haven't done any with a live um, course with it during quarantine so i'm looking forward to it but yeah i I mean honestly it it sounds really fun it sounds like uh you'll be able to socialize with the instructor too right or um i'm sure you could probably ask questions i don't know how many people will be in it but i'm sure if you have a question you could chat and ask them yeah that sounds fun Mm -hmm. i might look into one of those (laughs) yeah i mean if you're trying to learn how to cook this could be a fun thing to do um yep Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. 
let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. And then next I wanted to talk about last time we talked about how Canlis, the fancy restaurant in Queen Anne area, is doing um, drive-in movies. Um, talked a lot about them and how they've been really innovative throughout quarantine. Um, but since then, since we podcasted, like I think like a week and a half ago, uh, two more local places have popped up with drive-in theaters. And these are a little bit less expensive, um, but also look pretty cool. So the first one is in Marymore Park. Normally every summer they have, it's in Redmond, Washington. They normally do uh, outdoor movies and you can like lay down a picnic blanket and sit outside with people. But this year it's going to be drive-in movies and they're running on Wednesdays and Thursdays from July 8th tomorrow through August 27th. And it's $25 per car load, but they said no RVs, buses, or limos. Um, they said that uh, the gates open an hour and 45 minutes before the movie starts. And the August movies have not been um, announced yet, but I'll just tell you the ones that are coming up. Um, Back to the Future 2, Dirty Dancing, Jurassic Park, Grease, Hidden Figures, School of Rock, Knives Out, and Shrek. Those are just the July ones. And those are on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, so that Yay was fun. for Shrek. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Vasa Park, which is like right, right on Lake Sammamish. Um, they're doing a drive-in theater as well. Um, the g- gates open at 8 p.m. and the shows start at dusk. And those it's also $25 per car. They don't have a list of the movies that says that you need to call to reserve your spot. But on Tuesdays, they're going to do kids' nights, Fridays' action films, and Saturdays' rom-coms. So um, no outside food or drink, but they will have concessions available. So I just think these are also like good op- like ways to be social. Um, most of them are saying just, you know, you stay in your car and they're going to be putting out the audio through FM radio. So you just stay in your car, and then if you need to go buy concessions or whatever, you just put your mask on, and you can go. But yeah, That honestly sounds super fun. Like It's like a throwback to when these things were more popular. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's kind of nice that more and more places are doing it, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And other exciting news... We kind of have sports coming back, slowly but surely. And it was just announced recently that the Mariners are going to be doing a 60-game season this year, starting on July 24th. And, Brian, do you want to go over that a little bit? Right. So, like you said, it was you know starting July 24th, and it's going to be at the Houston Astros. That's where we're starting off. Um, let's see. There's some new rules um, this year for this shortened season yes um there's gonna there the team will play 10 consecutive home games um 
yeah, yeah, no just, no fans allowed at T-Mobile Park, but you know you can watch right. it on TV. But but one of the interesting rules I found was you know sometimes these baseball games can go on forever and ever and ever. So you know once it's extra innings, you know so tenth inning onwards, uh, each team is just going to start off with a player on second base. So that's going to help them. <laughs> it's like a handicap trying to like encourage them to get a run. So, you know, you don't get like zero to zero, like through like 15 innings or 16 or whatever the score is, like stays mm-hmm. the same. It's trying to make the game a little bit more interesting. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know exactly why they chose to do that, but I think it's going to you know help speed the games up. Also, interesting things that I found in this uh, article from Como News is that mm-hmm. they're going to be only playing teams from their geographic region because of safety right. concerns. So not, you know, traveling, everyone's traveling across the country quite as much. Um, additionally, the American and the National League will both be playing with universal designated hitter, which that's never happened. Right. Um, and then um, they said that any pitcher who enters a game must face at least three batters and finish the inning before they can be removed from the game. And then to advance to the postseason, each league will have five teams advance. Um, they said that most Mariners games will start at 610 or 640 this year, and all Sunday home games will be at 110. Again, it doesn't exactly affect anyone because no fans can go. Right. But, you know, it's... You know, I'm, I'm actually really excited. You know, I I don't really follow the Mariners, but now that I'm here in Seattle, maybe I will bless them with my presence of being a fan of them and they it, plus it's only a 60 game season so i always hear how like they start off really strong and they all like kind of fumble it <laughs> during like the second half of the season maybe since it's such a short season it's only 60 games this is our you know, year pretty long yeah this is this is this is should i say our or your i guess since i'm, I'm living in seattle i'll say it this is our year they as just well. always <laughs> say that it's the mariners year and it never has been so far so it's just a running joke Basically, well, you know, it, it could be. We'll definitely make the. We could make the postseason. No Don't say promises. definitely. Why did you just say definitely? <laughs> I said we could definitely. So <laughs> okay. you know, so that I, 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 you know, I, I gave myself some leeway there. <laughs> you backed out last second. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. And then last but not least, we wanted to go over this article that I found from Vox.com. And it's talking about um, how quarantine has changed, you know, a lot of people's habits and behaviors, but it's not all bad. Right. So a few things that people said that they wanted to continue with once quarantine eventually ends is they want to keep reducing their consumerism. Just, you know, America's kind of been known for consumerism and being very materialistic and this has yes. forced us so we're to not, we're not eating out as much obviously because mm-hmm. most of those most or some of the restaurants are you know either closed or reduced capacity 
and uh, but just like shopping, like at for and shopping and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, slowing down and putting less pressure on ourselves, which I feel like. I mean, this has been stressful at certain points, especially at the beginning, and I mean, some points still now, but we definitely have more time for yourself. Uh, No commuting to work, stuff like that. Um, Prioritizing family and friends, you've really, like, learned, like, oh, wow, like, you got that taken away from you, not being able to see your family and friends, and so you really are going to appreciate them once you're able to hang out again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because once again, your work week's taking up so much of your time. Now that you have a little bit more time, you know, not commuting all over the place, you mm-hmm. or, or if, you know, multiple people are living in the same spot, you're hanging out with them more, stuff like that. Yeah, ethical action and activism in our highly interconnected world. We've really seen how connected the world is. I mean, in a bad way with the spread of the virus, but in a good way with how, how everyone has come together. Um, and in, wore a face mask. Yeah, wore a face mask, but also just come uh, come together to fight, you know, racial racial justice and um, everything else that's happened throughout this quarantine time. Um, yes. More are just healthier habits: exercising daily, baking, vegetarian cooking, and growing herbs. Because um, those are just cool. And then also spending t- more time in nature. I mean, a ton more people are taking walks because that's one of the, you know. One more of the times, allowed things you could do outside yeah, originally. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to be more social when you're you know doing that. And then lastly, working from home if possible. I think a lot of people have realized like it's possible, like maybe not all the time, but like if your job allows like once in a while, hey, I can actually do my job from home in which also lessons are, you know, eco footprint and gives you again a little bit more time back in your day. But it just makes it, seem like oh yes it is possible so sometimes if you're um not able to go to work and you're allowed to you could work from home and you can still do just as good of a job because you know we've been forced to do that for the last because of it yeah Yeah. we've been doing that forced to do that for the last almost four months so just thought those were some you know positive things about quarantine there's it's not all bad yeah Um, and you know Always look for the silver lining. This is probably the most free time that most people that work will will ever get. <laughs> I mean, so, you won't be able to wear your you won't be able to wear your tank tops to work. No, I this. won't. Although I will say that I do know that there is some discussions on, uh, you know, how great uh, my company was doing working from home. Uh, you know, apparently, you know, everyone's doing, you know, their job and all that good stuff. That's so good. there might be some long term. Uh, changes to their policy so let's fingers crossed people (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously i'm not gonna you know work this job and never step foot in the building but you know (laughs) maybe for long-term you know plans maybe they'll like implement some policy where maybe you could get like another day off and do like four days at work and you maybe the fifth day you can work at home well i mean that's what most places are going to do at least to re-enter the workforce you won't be able going everyone going back full force right back so um, but also just wanted to remind everyone that, uh, today was when the, um, no mask, no service has gone into effect in the area. Right. So, you know, be sure to bring a mask just, even if you don't think you're going to run into people, just better to bring a mask with you. <laughs> yeah. It's always better just to be prepared. Mm-hmm. 
But again, thanks so much for listening to our podcast now for 100 episodes. I can't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's about it's. A, thank you for being dedicated and following us the entire way. <laughs> I was thinking about one of my favorite times of this podcast. Um, it was we were playing trivia, and I asked you where the Leaning Tower Pisa was, and you didn't know. I've thought about that last night as one of my top moments of the of podcasting. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that makes you happy, Barry. <laughs> It was just so funny. <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of podcasting, Brian? Um, I would say the setup of the podcasting. So, you know, searching for articles that, you know, we know that, um, you know, our listeners will find both interesting and entertaining. There's a mm-hmm. lot of articles out there. So, you know, you have to sift through them. Um, uh, that process I find pretty fun. Yeah, you learn a lot of things, and you're like, well, should we talk about this? Meh. Yeah, or, you know, like, put yeah. it, or like, oh, maybe we talk about it another time if we really can't think of anything. It was kind of hard at the beginning of quarantine, because we, like, really then, it was, there was nothing else to talk about. So I think we took, like, a three-week break. But it's been a little bit easier to find, you know, things yeah, to talk about. Yeah, especially since people are uh, somewhat opening back up. Now there'll probably be other stories uh, that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and thanks again for listening. Be sure to leave us a review if you would like to on whatever uh, platform you listen to our podcast on. Um, You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sassstorysarcasm and on Instagram at sassstorysarcasm. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you in July's just flying by, but by the next time we talk to you, it'll be like mid-July. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, Have a good safe, day. Guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye.